right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's March 2nd of 2022. It is World Egg McMuffin Day. Ooh. Bring those on. <laughs> uh, World Mental, World Teen Mental uh, Wellness Day, which is mm-hmm. obviously very important. Yes. It's also National Read Across America Day. Mm-hmm. So come on now. Yeah. I know you got us booked for something today. I do. A little bit later today, we'll be uh, reading across America with some students. Yes, we'll be live across America coming up later on this morning reading. <laughs> Should be fun. See how that goes. Uh-huh. Uh, coming up on the show this morning, uh, there's a new edition, and I ain't talking Bobby Brown. Oh. It ain't my prerogative. We'll tell you okay. about that coming up. My wife is not pregnant, though, by the way. We'll start off with that. Oh, you're going to tell everybody that later? No, I'm not going to tell anybody that. Oh. Good grief. <laughs> uh, plus, new flights from Jonesboro to Music City. So imagine going to see, I don't know, maybe Garth Brooks, maybe the Grand Ole Opry. Like, that's cool. Man, yes. Tell you more about that coming up. Plus, baseball, a big deal on the opening day in the first couple of series because baseball fans are freaking out today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Plus, we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which, as always, is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, waking you up, getting you set for Wednesday morning. March the 2nd is here. National Read Across America Day. One of those days where I realized that Oh my gosh, I think Kelly might have mentioned something to me weeks ago about an event. Mm-hmm. And this is what causes arguments between uh-huh. Kelly and I, because she believes I should commit things to memory. And I am kind of like, you know, the the sheep. And there needs to be oh. a dog kind of hurting me to get me uh-huh. into the pen, because I have no idea what's going on. Actually, I just, I float through the day. That is true, because you, you typically do make a lot of people mad when you tell them that you're going to do something, and then you don't show up, or you, <laughs> no, I always or you forget show up. the hour before. No, or, I always show up. Okay, well. I might not be on time, but I'll always get there. Right. So, you know, I was previously a teacher, so I've got some, some teaching connections, and we have been asked to uh, go to first grade at an elementary school here and uh read to the kids that's exciting it really is so is this a day where we get to pick any book that we read or are we doing dr seuss well i don't think i'm i told her uh her name's ashley miss ashley i told her to pick out the book for us and make sure that it was a fun book sure yeah. like green eggs and ham hop on pop something that's easy for you to read sam is what i, I asked am her. Yes. Because then I can ad-lib, and if I ad-lib the story, if the kids don't have it memorized, I can say whatever I want. Well, see, I was thinking I would read the story, and you could act out the story as I read it. Yeah, that could take four hours. Right. So that could be really (laughs) fun. So I think that that's what we should do today. But we're going to get in front of, I think, five different first grade classes. Man. If there's anything that says uh, something about this show, it's the fact that we relate to first graders. And we're going to have so much fun because they're going to tell us to grow up. Exactly. And why don't you guys act more mature? Oh, no, we're here at a school. Right. Yeah. Do we get school lunch? Um, I think we're going to be getting there after lunch, but I'm sure Wait, that- Wait, who booked that? Okay. Who booked that? Listen, they're first grade. They have- I don't care. They have schedules. I don't even care. Okay. What time's their lunch? I think it's like between 11 and 12, maybe? All right, we'll get there at that time. Okay. I'm well, eating lunch with the kids. All right, VP, B, VPA, we're coming to eat. I'm eating lunch with the kids. Will you make it happen? Sure. I'll be hungry around that time, so I might as well sit down at a table. And I'll see if first graders allow me to sit with them. Because when I was in middle school and junior high and high school, I couldn't sit with kids. I think, Nobody wanted to sit with me. Oh. Well, did you, did you take showers? Sometimes I did. Oh. Once a week, normally on Sunday. Maybe that was it. But I'm just telling you today, we're hanging with first graders. Yeah. We're reading to first graders. Maybe a little hop on pop. Maybe a little Ramona and Beezus. Wow. Where the sidewalk ends. Curious George. A little Shell Silverstein up in here. Okay. You, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Those kids are going to love that. Uh-huh. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the field. How does that song go? Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. To the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. We root for the home team. They don't win. It's a shame. Or it's one, two, three structure. Yeah. Okay. So, baseball, Major League Baseball has announced they're going to postpone the beginning, the opening of the season. It's a big deal. It's a dispute going on right now between baseball and the Players Association. It's all about money. 
And basically, the uh, Major League Baseball has said, okay, we can't agree. We can't all work on this. You guys are going to lose about six games worth of play and the money that comes with them. Mm. And if you've ever looked at baseball players' money, like they make a lot of money. Uh-huh. So the schedule now is uh, going from 162 games down to 156. They're going to cancel the first two series for all teams and then see if they can come to an agreement. Ooh. But again, these players aren't going to get paid for the games that they miss. So basically, Major League Baseball is trying to squeeze them out to making a decision uh, to go ahead and figure out how they're going to pay everybody. Because they want more money, I guess, going to the players. Got it. Have mm-hmm. you seen some of these contracts, though? Uh, they're kind of maybe a little bit of obnoxious. Like, I feel like an idiot for working so hard for what I work for. <laughs> like, I'm the biggest loser of all time. I know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I look at some of those salaries, and you're like, wait a minute, this guy's making this much a year? Right. I know. I ain't going to make that much in my life. Right. So, anyway, that's a big story. I've always had fun at baseball games, though. They I used fun. to go to the Texas Rangers games as a kid. Me too. In the old Arlington Stadium. You went to those games? 87 to 90, or 87 to 89. I could probably mention some players that I barely remember. Go for it. Let me see. Pete and Cavilia. Pete and Cavilia, okay. Scott Fletcher. Scott Fletcher. Uh, Bobby Valentine was the manager at the time. I remember that. And my mom and I had a crush on him. On Bobby Valentine. Yes, we thought he was funny. And then he would get kicked out of games sometimes, but he would come back with like a disguise on. And then... Uh, is yeah. this, wait, I think you're thinking of the naked gun. No, 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 no. You're Bobby th- Valentine has done that. No, I think you're thinking he, of Leslie Nielsen I know what you're gun. talking about. I like that movie. <laughs> but we loved Bobby Valentine, and I remember going to those Texas Ranger games and it being a big deal. Who was the pitcher? One of the pitchers in the, in the 80s and early 90s. He I went would. from the Houston Astros to the Nolan Texas... Nolan Ryan. Yes! Yeah. All right. You're proud of me, aren't you? I am proud of you. Yeah. But lots of fun at baseball. Of course, you have uh, Arkansas State Baseball. They mm-hmm. kicked off uh, the, their portion at home, their first home game of the season. That's always exciting. So to me, there's nothing quite like going outside because like spring weather is so pretty mm-hmm. once you hit that pretty weather. And all of a sudden, you're outside, and the baseball's going. There's peanuts, and there's Cracker Jacks, and there's popcorn, and there's nachos. And, and there's hot dogs, and there's people. You, if you don't like baseball, if you don't want to watch it, there's a million things to watch. Yeah. We have Coach Tommy Raffa, who's an amazing dude, mm-hmm. too, yeah. so you can go support him and his team with A-State Baseball. So while Major League Baseball is saying, we're going to hold off, don't forget, college baseball is playing, man. Go Red Wolves. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 2014 and Jason Aldean had the number one song in country music on this day. But when she says, baby, oh, no matter what comes, ain't going nowhere. She runs the fingers through my hair and saves me. Eight years ago today. Yeah, that look in her eyes got me coming alive and driving me a good It's Jason Aldean. When she says baby, number one on this day in 2014. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It's March the 2nd. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Eric Church. Smoking my soul in gas and setting my heart on fire. So, Eric Church has his concert date in Arkansas coming up on the 26th. But, if you're going to Minnesota anytime soon... And I know a lot of us traveled to Minnesota. Right. Let me let you know, Eric Church has announced a stadium date for U.S. Bank Stadium, Minneapolis, Minnesota, June the 11th. It might be a summer trip. A lot of people in the summer, they dream of going to Minnesota. Well, we get hot. Yeah. So here's the deal, though. This is a big show because it's Eric Church and it also features Morgan Wallen. I love you more than a California sunset, more than. Morgan Wallen's bringing with him his buddy Ernest. That's a massive show. Massive, massive. Again, that show is going to be on June the 11th in Minneapolis. A big announcement from Eric Church in a collaboration with Morgan Wallen. Tickets go on sale March the 11th at 10 o'clock Minneapolis time. So get ready. Eric Church, Morgan Wallen, and Ernest. We have country music news today on Cody Johnson. Every curve, every day. 
Every turn, every bridge. So Cody Johnson has something major to celebrate because the man has become the third performer ever to sell out the Houston Rodeo on opening night, which what's cool is Cody was a former bull rider and now he's a country star. So and he was also born and raised in Texas. So that was kind of his life growing up. Uh, This was Cody's fourth time to perform at the Houston Rodeo, but this time it was sold out. And there's only two other acts that have sold out the Houston Rodeo before. That's in 2017 and none other than George Strait. And then the year after that, Garth Brooks. But to be mentioned and compared to Garth Brooks, George Strait, and now Cody Johnson has sold out the rodeo or the Houston rodeo. That's amazing. It's a big deal. You got a chance, take it. Go for it, Cody. Take it while you got a chance. If you got a dream, chase it. Cause a dream won't chase it. And country music news today on Miranda Lambert and L. King. Congratulations to them. They're single drunk. And I Don't Want to Go Home is officially, it's reached platinum status. That means it's sold more than one million sales or the equivalents of that one song. They got to celebrate that backstage at the Ryman. L. King played at the Ryman. And she brought out a couple of special guests, including Dirk Bentley, Ashley McBride, wow. and Miranda Lambert, which was a big deal for L. King. So congratulations to L. and Miranda. This song has gone platinum. So That song's gone platinum. Congratulations to Miranda and L. King. That's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show, Brandon Baxter in the morning. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. Here's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Did you know Bruce Willis turned down the role of Sam in the movie Ghost because he didn't understand how it would work with the main character being dead for most of the movie. And the role went to Patrick Swayze. Nine years later, Bruce starred in The Sixth Sense, where he was a ghost. Really? Yes. Which one was more successful? I think they were both successful. I'm going to say Ghost is the most successful, but the other movie's great, too. No, that's crazy, though. I can't believe you turned it down. Did you know people with lactose intolerance are normal? People without lactose intolerance are mutants. Humans all used to be lactose intolerant. People who aren't have a mutated gene that allows them to process dairy. So if you like milk and it doesn't hurt your stomach, you're basically an X-Man. You're mutants. <laughs> I'm a, so Kai is a mutant. Yes. I should have known. There you go. And did you know the mascot for Vlasic Pickles is a stork because storks are associated with pregnancy. And Vlasic wants pregnant women craving pickles to choose their brand. How about them pickles? Okay. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so I'm about to plan a trip to Nashville. I might even go today. Oh, yeah? I thought about it. You know, I was looking at the Air Choice One. I was on their website, and I was like, you know what? I think I want to fly to Nashville. I have friends in Nashville. You could just eat some hot chicken and then come back. Dude, I could go straight up there to a place called Pepper Fire. Yeah. Hattie B's. Mm-hmm. I could go to Moss Tacos. Yeah. Which was on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And the reason I went oh. there was because Guy Fietti was there, and he's actually on their board. You can see him on the board. I was so excited. Yeah, I think that he might be your favorite person in your whole life. I love that guy. I know you do. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Air Choice One has flights now leaving Jonesboro, going to Nashville. It takes about an hour, a little more than an hour to get there, which is pretty crazy because like that drive is a good four hours. And if you hit there, and like if you get there mm-hmm. at three o'clock, five o'clock traffic, like getting across Nashville now because so many people have moved there. It's it's unbelievable how long it takes. And where it landed, too, where, I, where it lands, it doesn't look like it's in a huge, massive, in the massive airport. Uh, what it looks like is that you kind of get to get off the plane, get your stuff, and leave. It's not like a huge, you know how you're on a commercial flight, and then yeah. you have to wait and wait and wait sure. and wait. It's a little bit different. No, it's almost like you have a private jet. Yeah. My private jet to Nashville. I could go hang out with Jana Kramer. Yeah, you, you could. Hang out with Garth. Uh-huh. Hang Jeff out with the Ryman. Go to the Ryman. I've been there to see the Wiggles before. Yeah, a nice weekend at the country. Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. But a weekend at the Opry. Yeah, that would be nice. We could have flown up there to take Kai to... What was that place uh, in the Opryland Mall that Kai loves so much with the dinosaurs? 
Uh, has all the din- it's like the it's the restaurant with the dinosaurs in it, and like you sit there like and there's the a tropical, dinosaurs. Oh no, I don't know what you're talking about. There's ah oh, somebody's gonna know. There's a rainforest tropical. That's rain- it. Okay, it has like the big anaconda like in the tree. Yes. And you have to walk under it and stuff. Rainforest cafe. That's it. Also, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns. Okay, thanks for that, Sir Mix a Lot. Is that me or is that Humpty? Uh huh. Is that Sir Mix a Lot? Yes. It- did you just ask if that was Humpty? Digital Underground, I mean. Oh, wow. Northeast Arkansas to Nashville just got easier. That's good news right there with Air Choice One. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. Two police officers in Virginia were arresting a guy for a domestic <laughs> domestic assault last month when he tried to run. He took off on foot and they started chasing him through a field. Then, out of nowhere, a farm animal joined in. What? Yes. One of the officers was running through the field trying to catch the guy when a goat from a neighboring farm decided to chase him too. The goat started chasing the guy. Not that's, the police officer. No, that's not true. Yes. He's going after. He's in pursuit. Yes. So the goat is is also. So the goat runs past the cop. He made it through the fence and he kept gaining on the guy and then chased him into this wooded area. The officer actually stopped for a second when he saw the goat like he just needed to process what was happening because it was so random and sure. weird. The goat then helped flush the guy out of the woods and he got arrested. Now people online want the police to give the goat an official award for helping. Police returned the goat to its owner, and they took the guy to jail. He needs carrots or cabbage or whatever a goat eats. Yeah, you're right. Well, what do you call a goat swimming really fast in a lake? Ooh, I have no idea. What do you call it? A motor goat. (laughs) Did you literally make that one up? (laughs) No. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Ah, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Boy. Happy birthday to for you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, March the 2nd. Of 2022, local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Zaley Poe of Tuckerman, who turns 12. I've wrestled in Tuckerman at the Valiant Arena many, many times. Fun place to wrestle. So, shout out to the entire city of Tuckerman today. It's been a minute since I've been there. Uh, Amber Baines of Jonesboro celebrates today. Mary Beth Pinter of Truman turns 16, sweet 16, so happy birthday. Uh, Brandon Thies. From Forest City, Kelly Couch of Springdale celebrates today. Michael Broadway of Jonesboro. We have Tommy Preer of Fayetteville celebrating. Kelly Morey of Jonesboro. Brittany Mitchell from Wynn. Kayla Riggs has a birthday today. Blake Tucker of Jonesboro is 22. And Tammy Tagmeyer of Wynn. Happy birthday and love from Jesse and Taylor. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy, happy birthday. birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Becky G is 25. That's uh, the yellow uh, the yellow Power Ranger in the Power Ranger movie. Yes, she actually has a book out that's called Nothing But a G Thing. I don't think that that's true, but Baby, that's yes. a good one. Happy birthday today to Ben Roethlisberger, who is 40. Of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Former, happy, retired. Right. Happy birthday. Bryce Dallas Howard is 41. That's Ron Howard's daughter. She's Claire in Jurassic World uh, and also Fallen Kingdom and Dominion. Yeah. Happy birthday to Rebel Wilson, who is 42. She's known as Fat Amy in the Pitch Perfect movies. Happy birthday to Chris Martin from Coldplay. Let's do some Coldplay real quick. That's a good one. I love their song with BTS as well. I like him. Chris Martin of Coldplay. He's uh, consciously uncoupled with Gwyneth Paltrow, but he's celebrating his birthday today. Nice. 
Happy birthday to Daniel Craig, who is 54. Of course, he plays James Bond. Happy birthday to John Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. Who is 60 today. What? And you're to blame. You give love. John Bon Jovi turning 60 years old today. And happy birthday to Luke Combs, who is 32. Then you rode in with your hair in the wind, baby, without warning. A little bit of Luke Combs on his birthday today. Happy birthday, Luke Combs. Combs, 32 today. They got whiskey river on the jukebox. A honky-tonk song does dance for a neon five o'clock road clock. And plenty down Luke Combs' newest morning. single is called Doing This. I'd have a Friday night crowd in the palm of my hand. Couple brown liquor, couple buddies in the band. Singing them same damn songs like. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Luke Combs, who turns 32 today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined this morning by the good doctor himself. He's the one that makes you feel good. He's the one that makes you feel good. All right. He's the one that calls back to feel good. Dr. Shane Spites! Dr. Shane Spites! Dr. Shane Spites! He is the one they call Dr. Shane Spites, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. And Shane, another week of COVID being kind of like bottom rung news. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great news? Isn't that yes. awesome that it's actually starting to kind of take a backseat to everything else that's happening in our daily lives? I'm excited about that. Oh, my gosh. We've waited. You know, now it's been uh, it's almost exactly two years, I think, since we started hearing about it and dealing with it. Then we wondered. I mean, if you go back and look at how it started, like, will this come to Arkansas? Well, probably it's going to come to Arkansas. Will it end by the summer with the heat? All those different questions. And man, it's been one thing after another. But as we look at the state, numbers continue to drop. And I believe the data I read was we're at the lowest uh, at the lowest point since at least November at this point. That's exactly right. We're averaging here in the state of Arkansas. It's close to 600 cases a day. Um, it's not where we were like last uh, last summer, you know, and early last fall where we still got a little ways to go. Um, but right now, it's, a, it's obviously great compared to where we were um, back in the December, November, even October time frame. So very excited to see these numbers go down. <clears throat> Unfortunately, and you know me, I've always got to throw this in there, sure. <laughs> Northeast Arkansas still ranks the highest in the state. Oh, wow. So the state of Arkansas looks good, but up here in Northeast Arkansas, we still have quite a bit of, of COVID being passed around. I think that's unfortunate. Um, just when you look at the, at the Craighead County numbers, um, they're all down significantly. I want to be clear about that. Yeah. We're nowhere near where we were even a month ago, but uh, but we're still much higher than we were back in the in the November October timeframe. So we still got a little work to do. That um, they released the CDC, of course, updated their guidance in terms of mask wearing and um, basically who's advised to wear masks and indoors and that sort of thing. You can actually go to the CDC website and you can click on it. You can click the state of Arkansas and actually click the county you're in. And it will tell you high, medium, or low. Okay. And basically, if you're low or medium, you don't have to wear a mask. Or they're saying that you really, it's not necessary that you wear a mask indoors. If you're still at a high level of transmission in your community, they still recommend it. And unfortunately, Craighead County is still right now a high level of transmission. Now, I realize that, that that's not going to really probably affect many people's uh, <laughs> day-to-day activities. Right. But just kind of FYI. So if we if we kind of rewind back a month, uh, Craighead County specifically, we'll just look at this one because uh, that's, that's the data I have pulled up. 
it seems like a month ago we were at about 3,500 cases, active cases, almost 4,000 active cases. Like today, we're at 153. Drastically different. That's absolutely, absolutely. So we look at those, but there's, and this is how the CDC changed some of their stuff too, was they drilled down a little closer in terms of not just new cases and active cases, because that's been harder to track with Omicron because people take home tests yeah, okay. or they're not getting tested and that sort of thing. So you look at hospitalizations. How many people are being hospitalized with COVID? How many hospital beds do you have available? What do your ICU beds look like? Um, all of those kinds of things. So they kind of shifted because at the end of the day, that's really what your impact is on your healthcare resources is, you know, how many people get, get admitted to the hospital with it. And so even looking at hospital data, we're still at a higher level than, than other counties in the state. So, but does that mean, and we'll get off of COVID here, because I know you and I have other things we want to talk about today too, but uh, as, we, as we look at those numbers, does this mean that even though people, we might have a higher rate of COVID right now, that some of the people that have it are having that, uh, the Omicron variant, the subvariant that is even less damaging than Omicron, is that kind of what's out there at this point, the weakest versions of, of, uh, well, of COVID? Yeah, we're still seeing more of the, 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 the original Omicron, which is a BA1 variant. There's, there's different subvariants of Omicron. So there's a BA1.1 and there's the BA2, which has really caught some attention. It's not taking off, but we're seeing, you know, a fair amount of that circulating in the state and in the country. Hmm. Um, we're not sure what does that mean. Is it going to be the one that we see predominantly in the fall of this coming fall and winter, this next fall and winter? We're not quite sure. We're just watching it, but we know the numbers are inching up in terms of that. There is some um, um, instances of reinfection with the Omicron subvariant. So what I mean by that is somebody that got Omicron, they they potentially could get reinfected with this subvariant of Omicron. So that and so that that's a little does not. It's rare. I'm gonna say this. It's rare. It's not common at all. But the fact that you're seeing some of that is a little concerning in terms of when we look at the fall and the winter. Um, it's still, I, I want to be clear, we are nowhere where we were uh, the last few months. We're 100% better than where we were in terms of cases, in terms of hospitalizations, deaths. All those numbers um, are in great shape. And so people should feel good about that. You should feel a little more relaxed. I know, like you said, we've been um, experiencing a lot of anxiety and um, uh, just, you know, everybody's been on edge for the last two years. When's this going to end? When's this going to end? Um, it truly does look like we're moving in that right direction uh, right now. So spring break, last deal. Obviously, people are going to start thinking about spring break, spring break travel. Uh, what do you think? The last couple of years, we haven't recommended that. Is it getting to a point where we can resume a little more normalcy with uh, the spring break and the summer type stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I really do. Now, I mean, you know, I obviously, you know, you, you should look at areas that you're traveling to, but most areas in the country, are looking really good. And and remember, a lot of these spring break activities are outdoor activities. They're going, you know, to Disney World or going to the beach or they're going, you know, to someplace where you're spending a lot of time outdoors. And and really, that's looking better for us, too, with the Omicron. Uh, you know, early on, there were still concerns about even outdoor spread. That's less and less of a concern right now. Awesome. The bigger concern in terms of getting Omicron is in large groups in an enclosed area with poor ventilation. That's the that's the highest risk of getting COVID right now. So any of these spring break trips that people are planning, I, at this point, certainly I would encourage you to continue those plans. Dr. Shane Spites joins us, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. One of the things we're going to do as we kind of segue out of so much COVID talk uh, because numbers are going down so low, is to bring up other health topics. I think it's very valuable uh, to talk to people about things that are going on in the health community. Uh, give me some topics that, that maybe we could touch on this week. Yeah, absolutely. So, And, and people, um, hopefully you recognize this, there's things that change or we find out new in medicine really almost every day. Right. Um, and so, so a lot of your physicians and your doctors, they do the same thing I do. We get all this information. We kind of you know pile through it. So I'll, I'll just give you some topics that really hit my radar that I thought were interesting that okay. maybe your listeners would be interested in as well. So one of the things is that people maybe underestimate the amount of sodium or the amount of salt that they actually have in some of their over-the-counter medications like Tylenol. That was a new one that actually could contribute to cardiovascular disease. Another really? one is it looks like we're honing in on the cell that actually causes Alzheimer's disease. Ooh, wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. There's another one that talks about, and we've talked about some of this before, is your um, basically, basically your healthy gut and how that's tied to better uh, mental status or cognition. So I know we've talked about that, too. 
And then there's a new article out about eating vegetables, and really what are the protective effects of that? Are we overestimating those, or is it one of those things we're putting too, too much uh, too much in that category, assuming that it's uh, creating a better health force or not. And so that was an interesting article as well. So any of those strike your fancy? Which one do you think, Kelly? Um, Sodium and meds, Alzheimer's, healthy gut, eating veggies. Um, I like the Alzheimer's one. Alzheimer's. Let's yeah. go there first. The Shane. Alzheimer's one. Yeah, because so this is one of the things that came out of um, as we were able to pull people's genetic material and be able to actually be able to look at your genetic code. And we start looking at all the genetics there that, that make up Brandon. And oh. so, and we didn't know initially when we looked at these different genes what they really meant. And so we, you could look at them and you could say, okay, this gene, you know, we recognize it. We don't know what it does. Right. Now what we're doing is we're figuring out what they do and they turn things on and off. And so we actually are getting closer and closer and closer to actually seeing what the, um, the actual cell type is that causes Alzheimer's. And some of this is actually related directly to your immune system. And what I mean by that is... There is, um, as you might imagine, I mean, your body does a phenomenal job, but your body's like a, like a huge metropolitan city, and there's all these things going on. Right. Well, sometimes there's, um, there's junk that's created, and the junk has to be picked up by somebody and removed. And sometimes that junk's not picked up, and the junk just piles up. Right. This is specific to junk that piles up in some of the nerve cells. And if it's not picked up, then it actually can build up and cause um, cause the the nerve not to function correctly. And remember, nerves basically they send signals. So from one nerve cell to the others, it's almost like the electrical system in your house. And so that's how it works. So if you could imagine like that that wire being cut or that wire being interrupted, now all of a sudden the signal doesn't go. And the signal could be picking up your cup of coffee, or the signal could be walking huh. down the road, or you know thinking about how to drive your car. So it seems like that there's a relationship there with a cell type that actually um, it's triggered with your immune system that cleans up some of that junk on the nerve cells. And it has to do with, uh, for those that are familiar, it's called beta amyloid uh, is, the, is the plaque buildup. Uh, but we're able to now start to unlock that and say, look, we think this is actually the main driver for Alzheimer's disease. That's huge. Wow. Because once we yeah. understand something like that, then we can start developing treatments to be able to target specifically that type of dysfunction. Does that make sense? No, that's huge because, you know, I've gone through and even uh, directly with my grandmother, you know, we've looked at um, what, what Alzheimer's has done, how that affects everybody in the family uh, emotionally yeah. as, as you go through that. And it's very tough. Uh, like my grandmother, you know, she was otherwise 94, 95 years old, but healthy other than the fact that her brain was going. Uh, so if we right. could figure that's that exactly out right. and I'm seeing younger and younger mm-hmm. people like uh, one of our buddies posted the other day that his mom's going through Alzheimer's and I looked at her. I was like, oh, my gosh, she looks like she's. In you know maybe her sixties or early seventies, mm-hmm. it seems like it happens younger too. No, you're absolutely right. It, it's it's a huge um, in, uh, percentage of individuals over the age of uh, really seventy five and eighty five that start to develop. But you can have early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. Well. And there's different types. Let me be clear. This is a type of dementia. There's different types of dementia. Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. There's there's different types. But ideally, as we're able to basically unlock all this genetic code and understand what it does. It's just going to, I mean, it's really going to open the door for us, not only for Alzheimer's, but for cancer treatments, uh, for, for immune diseases. I mean, just all kinds of things uh, that'll be on the horizon for us. And you see, that's why we love this guy right here. Mm-hmm. He brings us good information. <laughs> we're hearing COVID numbers are getting better. We're hearing spring break can happen. We're hearing, we're finding these deals that, that could potentially help us down the road with Alzheimer's, maybe cancer as well. That's good news right there, Doc. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Happy to give good news. All right. Dr. Shane Spites, he's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He is Dr. Feelgood. And Dr. Feelgood, we hope you have a great week, man. (laughs) Thank you, guys. You too. All right. Talk to you later. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which, as always, is powered by Families, Inc. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by Michael Wewers of FOA Jonesboro, the Jonesboro Foundation of Arts. Michael, what, what's up, man? How are you this morning? I'm just wonderful. It's so glad to be on here. It's such a beautiful day. I just it doesn't just it doesn't get any better than this right here. Are you one of those guys that all of a sudden, when spring weather finally gets here, your entire mood shifts and improves a little bit? 
Yes, yes, I, I love that sunshine. Now it can be as cold as it wants to be, long as the sun is shining. Yeah. I can, I can make it. You know, it just gives you that light of light of hope that is spring is around the corner at least. Yeah, today's really like sunshine in seventy three. It's going to be beautiful. So we're set. Yeah, yeah, it's so wow. I just love it. Hey, beautiful stuff happens down at F at the Foundation at the Forum with uh, Foundation of Arts. It happens on a regular basis. And I was looking at your Facebook page a minute ago, and there's tons of stuff going on. Uh, because one of the things, and we'll talk about this first, uh, you guys do the First Fridays deal, which is <clears throat> all about live music and different performances. And this week, it's all about the finals for NEA Sings. That's right. Yeah, this is uh, it's put on by the United Way. You know, they're they're friends of ours, and uh, and we work together on projects too. And uh, we're gonna they're they're gonna be inside the Forum Theater here. And it's what it is. It's the uh, NEA Saints, the top eight uh, contestants, and they're going to get to perform one or two songs on stage. And uh, it starts at seven thirty, and you get your tickets at the box office. And there's also you can be voting. You can vote while while after you watch the performance. You can also vote. Right there, they'll have something where you can vote with, and it'll be a great time. It's going to be a great performance. So, again, that happens on Friday at the Forum. I also saw that you guys have Willy Wonka Jr. going on, and as a fan, like Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, one of my favorite stories, favorite movies. Of course, the classic one is my favorite. But, man, the idea that you're going to have the Junior's version of that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, that that is next weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and uh, Sunday. So you know, come out and see that. That that's going to be that's going to get to relive some of them childhood uh, memories of getting to watch that the, the show, the movie, and and come see what we can do with it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really special event. Well, hey, I've got a question for you. Is there going to be any spots open for uh, that that uh, well, actually, what what's the play called? Did you Willy say? Wonka Jr. Yeah, Willy Wonka Jr. Is there any openings for any Oompa Loompas? Uh? <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, they start about two months, two months, three months auditioning and, and rehearsing, and so if you wanted to be an Oompa Loompa, I think you'd already had to been there and, well, and put in the work to get that. I'm sorry, maybe the next time though. I already have one sitting across from me. Okay, that's not good. His bronzer <laughs> color is is about the color of an Oompa Loompa, so that, that is. Is enough uncalled for. <laughs> that, that, that's slow that's there. That's yeah, that, that's what I deal with, Michael. Hey, if you had to pick, Golly. if you had to pick Golly. the movie, you picking? Are you picking Gene Wilder or Johnny Depp? As far as no, I gotta go with Gene Wilder. Thank I you. Mean, yes. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, I got to. I mean, just uh, you know, he he improvised a lot of that stuff. You know, like whenever he was first introduced and he did that little flip, mm-hmm. that was all. I mean, he was just such a great actor. You know, you gotta give him props. Wait, that the whole the whole uh, somersault wasn't in the script. He just did that. That's right. Yeah, oh, he wow. just he just improvised that when he got introduced. You know, and there's a lot of things like that, that he just did ad lib. So you know, I gotta give him credit for that. So Wonka Jr. happens with FOA uh, Jonesboro as well. <clears throat> also, I saw yeah. that you guys have stuff going on with the Oasis Arts and Eats Festival, which puts art together with food, which sounds like heaven. Yes, that is that, that is exactly right. And I, I, I'm, uh, I got to participate in this last year, and it was just amazing. It was an amazing day. The sun was shining. We had all kinds of artists uh, all up and down the street, and there was food everywhere, too. And we had live music was playing. Just a truly a great event for downtown Jonesboro. And that is on Saturday. So you mark your calendar, save the date. Saturday, May 14th, uh, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and uh, if you submit your application fee by March 15th, you receive 50% off the, for our early bird special. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And yeah. they can do that through you guys as well? Yep. You can go through us to do that. And also you can go through oasisfest.org or you can contact FOA and we'll get you hooked up. And as far as the, the classes, I know a lot of people you know come to your website to try to figure out everything that you offer. There's art classes, yeah. dance classes, theater classes. It's not all about stage performances, which I think is kind of a misconception. Uh, there's so many different parts of the arts, and you got to find the art that kind of fits you. But if people want to sign up, you guys leave it to where they can they can really get involved at their own convenience. That, that's right. And uh, since you brought up the classes, we are offering two brand new classes. We have a creative connection class uh, that Miss Christy Pulliam is uh, teaching, and it's just for adults who want to reconnect with their abilities to, uh, you know, create and about maybe having a more fulfilling and productive life. Just all around great course. And then we're also offering a directing class. If you thought about maybe directing oh. a show at the, the FOA or maybe at a school, uh, she's also teaching that too. So them are two exciting new classes that we have. 
If you want to find out more about everything that happens with the Foundation of Arts, you can always go to Facebook, facebook.com slash FOA. Jonesboro is the Facebook spot. You can also go online to foajonesboro.org. He is Michael Wewers, and he joins us this morning. Michael, as always, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank y'all so much. Y'all have a blessed day. All right, you too. Michael Wewers on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Tara Thomason from the A-State Alumni Association. Tara, how are you this morning? I'm lovely. The sun is shining. Good morning. Hey, we talked. We talked to Michael Wewers from FOA a few seconds ago, and his his whole mindset was different now that we have sunshine and low seventies. Yeah. Well, you know, you did an ad for um, life, uh, family Inc. Yeah. Family Inc. Yep. You know, and I mean, sunshine does make a difference in how we, I think, interact with each other and how we approach life. So yeah. we've got a lot of fun things going on that will help with that. Yeah, so the Alumni Association obviously brings all these uh, former alumni back to Arkansas State. We keep people connected because once you go through the doors of Arkansas State University, once you have walked in there and, and you've left with a degree, or even if you've just gone through and spent different portions, uh, portions of your life there, A-State wants those people to always be a part of the Red Wolves. Absolutely. And we have a huge majority of alumni, not only in Arkansas, but in Northeast Arkansas. And so then it's extremely um, important for us to try to have as much fun as we can together. It's not always possible, but we do our best. And so we're going to have an event. Um, Our basketball team is representing at the Sundelt Conference. And so we're going to have a a watch party this Thursday. I I believe um, the game tip-off is at 5 o'clock and against ULM. And so we're going to gather and invite. You don't have to necessarily be an alumni. You can be a friend. You can just love a state, want to support the Red Wolves. You can come out with us, but we definitely want um, to extend an invitation to our alumni members to come. And friends, uh, we'll, I think we're going to gather at 430 right. at the Social of Jonesboro. Ooh, nice. And so, yes, bring your family. I mean, it's a great time if you get off work and kids get out of school, grab them. And they have bowling lanes. You could bowl. You could eat dinner while you watch the Red Wolves yes. basketball team. Yeah, and that place, I've had the chance to go there and hang out with Jeffrey before, uh, right before they opened. The social is is beautiful, number one. It's a place that I think we desperately needed in Northeast Arkansas to be able to go and have great food and have that gaming environment of the bowling. And there's, it's not just bowling. Like, I've been to a place kind of similar in Nashville, uh, and they had just, it was kind of standard bowling. Tara, this bowling is like jacked up bowling. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I haven't attempted it yet. I was on a bowling league when I was a kid. What? So I'm a little bit nervous about that. <laughs> All right, so challenge accepted. We will bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Sunbelt okay, Tournament, let's do it. the social tomorrow, and it's a great reason to go and check out the social as well. Uh, Bark at the Park, the idea that we're having events and we're gathering and we're doing stuff. Uh, Bark at the Park is always a really fun night with A-State Baseball. And, yeah, you mentioned baseball is back, sunshine is back, and we're excited about that. Absolutely. So I believe the game's March 15th, and it will be against the University of Memphis. So we encourage everyone to come and watch the baseball game. But bring your pooch, bring your dog with you on the leash. And those that um, are actual alumni members, if you'll show your proof of membership, you're going to get a goodie. But we do encourage you don't have to be a member to come and participate. You just be a, just come and so, socialize and have fun. Um, we do have a link on our website to purchase tickets at a reduced rate Ooh, nice. for the baseball game. I believe the um, I believe it's go to astatealumni.org. I believe it's Bark 22. Otherwise, you can just go to events and you'll see Bark at the Park with the information there. Um, we've also we're going to have the Humane Society, and they're going to bring a couple of sweet pups or dogs that are available for possible adoption. So mm-hmm. um, it will be a fun time with your canines. Again, it's Park at the Park that happens on March the 15th. And you kind of gave me a heads up about uh, something special you guys are going to do before the U of A game, which I believe is, happen- uh, is happening in April, right? Yes, I, I believe it's April 19th. Um, we are going to gather. Uh, that, that's a huge thing for us. We're excited to get to play um, the Razorbacks. And so um, come join your Red Wolf friends, and we're going to gather at JJ's. Um, prior to the game, um, all of those details will be released later, but feel free to Follow us on our Facebook page, I State Alumni, so that you can keep up with all the latest events. Um, and so, lots of baseball. We're, we're going to also have 
um, a, a trip to St. Louis again in the summer. Oh, yeah. I, I believe we're going to watch the Dodgers. We're going to have a big fun time there and go to the Endangered Wolf Center. So lots going on with A-State alumni. We want you to be um, still invited and uh, encouraged to come and participate with your friends. Again, you can find out more at astatealumni.org. And Tara Thomason joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Tara, have a great day. Thank you. Y'all too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by one of our really good friends, one of the sweetest people we know. Please welcome back to the show, the one and only Sherry Bobbitt. Yes. Hey, y'all. How Sherry, are you? <laughs> man, we're good. How are you this morning? Oh, doing good. How's your new Just baby? Hanging out, hanging out with my new baby. Is- okay, Brandon. Now you have her saying. No, it. it's her new baby, Sherry. Uh, Sherry, did y'all see her picture on Facebook? I posted her picture on Facebook. She's beautiful. Kelly, pull it up so I can Bye. see it. Okay. So congratulations to Sherry Bobbitt on her new baby, the new addition to her family. <laughs> Many people were shocked when they found out that Sherry had a new baby. Well, yeah, it, it, it was some, somewhat of a shock, but, you know, everyone just goes with the flow and yeah. they're not really surprised about what might go on in my life sometimes. So, but it's always, it's always good. So the, always good. Prior to this new baby, when did you last have a child? Let's see, 37 years ago. Wow. That's Surprise. a heck of a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brandon. It's been a while since I've had one. Oh, well. Just, Brandon. What, what is it? You wear me out. What is it? Sherry, don't encourage him by playing along with it. Just what don't even encourage him. This is not her baby? <laughs> it is her grandchild. Wait a Whose baby does she have? Quit saying that. Whose child is with her? He does this to you every time. <laughs> He does, but that's no. okay. I don't care to play along with him. So, Sherry, especially when I get to talk about my when I get to talk about my grandbabies, I'm yeah. always going to go along with it. Yeah. So, hey, the, one of the cool things we've done with you for golly, so many years now is the prom fashion show. We've had so much fun over the years doing that show, uh, raising money for different organizations. You know, for many years it was March of Dimes. This year, it's kind of uh, the Chain Reaction Youth Council is looking to kind of revamp because. Of, of where we are in the world, in the state right now, and Make-A-Wish is going to benefit from this year's prom fashion show. How's it looking for Saturday night? It looks really good. Um, the models have sold all of their tickets, and they're all, they have practiced for six weeks, and they have their routine down pat. We've got some beautiful dresses. The last group of girls went last night and was fitted for their dresses, and I got to see some of those, and they are absolutely beautiful, and we are seeing some dresses like we've never seen before. They're just, some of them are just, look like they just came off the runway. They're that gorgeous. Well, and the neat thing about this event is when you kind of look back at the history of it, we're get, we're ramping up for prom season. This is a whole bunch of high school students who are kind of civic-minded that come together who want to, to go out and, and raise money. And this year, again, it goes to Make-A-Wish. But just the idea that this is an event where, of course, parents are going to come and support it and people who love Make-A-Wish are going to support it. But, man, the kids and their friends, yeah. they need to go watch them, too, because they're going to f- see their friends on stage probably like they've never seen them before. They probably are, especially the guys. Um, you know, the guys always, the girls, they, they do a, a, a fantastic job. But the guys just bring something a little extra to the stage, and they're just always so much fun, and their antics. And, Brandon, you are going to be so excited. I, is- I know you look forward to this every time that we have it. What is it's it? It's one of your favorites. We're, we're bringing back Mr. NEA. One of my favorite parts of the whole deal is is the pageant where the guys try on the girls' dresses. Well, well, and Sherry, once he got over the fact that he couldn't win that pageant, yes. he couldn't enter, he was a lot better with it. But you know how he is. Oh, I do. Yeah, I, I, you know, one year he got some of his friends, I think, from the radio station to be in it. 
Do you remember that, Brandon? Uh, yeah, we did. We had to recruit some people, and I recruited some some of my good employees that I may dress in uh, women's clothes. Oh, that's always fun. Now, he re- Brandon really wanted to do it. He really wanted to, but since he had to MC the show. Of course, yeah. You know, like you said, he just wasn't able to. Right. So, he, he was living. He was living through them. He, yes. you know, he waits till he so. goes home, Sherry. <laughs> I'm very competitive too. I want to win. So, hey, let's talk about uh, when you when you look at these students. And one of the things I love, and if if there's parents of these students who are listening right now, uh, when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, I wasn't focused on going out and raising money for organizations. I wasn't thinking about giving back to communities. Uh, and these young people who are already thinking like that. Man, it just makes you want to wrap around them and support them. And we've seen so many people who have gone through and done prom fashion show, who have gone on to these great marketing careers and cheerleading careers. And we've seen people mm-hmm. who have gone on to become Miss Arkansas, who are right there a part of the prom fashion show. It, it's almost like they're all cut out of the same mold where you have these young people who are driven and they're excited. And this time they're excited to raise money for Make-A-Wish. That's right. Um, this. These young people, they just have such caring, giving hearts. They just, they all have a servant's heart. Yeah. And um, they just care so deeply about other people. And um, so they are involved um, in their schools as leaders, in, in their communities besides our council, in their churches. Um, they are just are the leaders of tomorrow. Yeah. And... We're just so fortunate, I am, to be able to have them on on the council and, and to be able to work with, with this type of young people. Well, they're fortunate to have you, too. I thought for years and years, I thought Sherry... I thought Sherry worked for the March of Dimes. Little did I know she was actually uh, just a volunteer who was helping out. And again, helps out with the prom fashion show this coming weekend. It happens on Saturday night, Brooklyn Auditorium, where we've done it for so many years now. Sherry, if people want to get tickets, can they get tickets at the door on Saturday night? They sure can. Tickets are $10, and they can purchase them at the door when they come in. And again, all the money goes to Make-A-Wish. It is the prom fashion show put together by the Chain Reaction Youth Council. And when you see Sherry Bobbitt coming up on Saturday night, be sure to congratulate her on the new baby. Congratulations and on the new edition. you hear her in the background. She's upset about something. So It's because we've gone too long, Sherry. Get back to that I baby. Get, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm not giving her my undivided attention right now. That's what it is. All right. Sherry Bobbitt's going to go feed the baby, and we will talk to you. <laughs> what? Okay. What? No, she has to feed the baby. I know, Brandon. Sherry, don't you feed the baby when you're babysitting? I do. She was eating breakfast right before you called. How about that? All right. Sherry, we'll see you. But I'll see you two Saturday morning at practice. How about that? We'll we'll see you at practice and then Saturday night at the auditorium in Brooklyn. Have a great day, Sherry. Seven o'clock. All right. See you then. Seven o'clock. Need that baby. It's a K5 Breakfast Club powered by Families Inc. No, I think the baby's hungry. That's why I was crying. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K5. And this is the K5 Breakfast Club powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. It's Wet Nose Wednesday. Good morning, Doc. I understand you've already been given some injections over there. We've been working already. That's good, man, to have yeah. uh, to have the, those uh, people who trust uh, their pets to Vet Care to Dr. Kevin Reed. How many years have you been open uh, right here in Northeast Arkansas? Um, the actual clinic first opened in 78. I came back here in 85. Wow. That's crazy. You really think about the, the number of animals and the number of families that, that your care has uh, impacted. It's really incredible when you think about all these years, isn't it? Yeah, I'm actually starting to see almost a third generation of, of people. You know, I'm, I saw uh, like a young client could come in and, uh, you know, their grandparents came here. So that's crazy. It that makes me feel old, too. No, but it shows that, you know, you've cared for people's animals for so many years and you've built that trust. And 
that's one thing that, uh, you know, the credibility and the trust is super important, especially when we're taking our pets in for care. It's like taking our kids into a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that your pets are in great hands and they're always in great hands at vet care. Thank you. So, so Kevin, one of the things we had talked about as we were kind of prepping for today's discussion, we always say, hey, bring us something we haven't talked about just yet. Uh, and, and you talked about, um, I guess, an increase in calls from dogs who have ended up getting a hold of of marijuana. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, yeah, I saw a headline yesterday. It was actually a study done by one of the research groups in veterinary medicine, and it predicted by 2023, basically a year from now, that uh, the number one call um, requesting help for toxicity exposure to the pet poison control centers will be marijuana ingestion. And so it's probably going to take away chocolate's first place. Wow. They've had a ring one forever. So, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I saw one statistic, uh, one of the pet poison control places, but uh, – in 2019, saw a 765% increase in calls over the previous year concerning marijuana <laughs> ingestion. That's and, crazy. And mainly dogs. Cats can do it too, but mainly dogs. So what happens? A dog sees uh, sees the marijuana, thinks it's just some type of a treat, and then devours all of it at once? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think the current, uh, I think 37 states now have either decriminalized marijuana or have uh, medical marijuana um, available. And of course, Arkansas has had that going on for a couple of years, probably yeah. with the medical marijuana. And, uh, you know, dogs just like, I mean, here's a perfect example. I was sitting in the den last night, my little chihuahua was on my lap and it had something in his, in her mouth. And I looked and it was a wine cork yep. and, <laughs> you know, she, she grabbed and I tried to get it and acted yeah. like she was going to bite me. And then all of a sudden the, um, I saw she had bitten off a little of the end of it. Oh. And I'm like, Darn, you know, and then I was worried, is it going to be a foreign body? So they'll eat anything. Fortunately, I found it later under her blanket. So, um, but yeah, the, you know, it's amazing. Um, They, you know, used to, it was just the actual, the dried leaves that uh, was being smoked. You know, dogs see that and they would, um, you know, they would ingest it. Uh, Of course, now with the medical marijuana available and recreational marijuana, you know, it can come in any form, you know, uh, suckers, uh, gummies. Uh, Of course, it's still uh, being in baked goods like the classic is brownies. And, of course, you know, there you've got a potential for a dual toxicity with chocolate and marijuana because where a person may eat one or two, you know, if the dog finds the pan, it may ingest the whole Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Wow. And, of course, you know, the, the amount of marijuana in there is going to determine their effect. The good thing about it, if you could call it a good thing, is that it's usually not fatal unless, you know, they ingest so much of it that maybe they, you know, vomit and then are pretty much semi-conscious and aspirate. You know, that oh, can lead wow. to an aspiration pneumonia, which could cause their death. But it's it's fortunately, you know, it's it's not a lethal type compound and it doesn't permanently damage their organ systems. But, um, you know, it does have some consequences when a, when a dog or a, a cat eats that. One of the main things you see is um, depression, lethargy, listlessness. They may be incoordinated or their balance is off, they're stum- they stumble. And a common thing we see is they're incontinent. They'll start dribbling urine. Um, mm-hmm. They can, you know, depending if, if they ingest a higher dose, they can have a low heart rate, low blood pressure, their body temperature can drop. Um, they have dilated pupils. They kind of have that glassy-eyed appearance. They may drool or vomit, and then in the severe cases, you know, seizures and coma can occur. Oh wow! Uh, they can have you know hallucinations, and maybe some increased sensory stimulation to noises or fast movement. And and you know the the issue with this is a lot of people may know what happened to the dog, but just because of the social stigma or the legality, they don't really want to tell us that yeah and you know so it's it's important to you know just confess that that they got into something if you know what it is because that helps us as veterinarians you know determine our treatment plan and what needs to be done and you know hopefully assure a quicker resolution of the of the uh, signs and and you know after they've been exposed to it you can see signs like within five minutes up to even 12 hours 
but most of them in 30 to 30 to 60 minutes are showing these um, different different uh, effects and you know it can last from um, you know an hour or two to several days just depending wow. on the amount and the type of marijuana they in, in, ingested so uh, most of the treatment is supportive there's no true antidote you know, if we know it's a recent ingestion, we try to induce vomiting, maybe uh, administer some activated charcoal to absorb what may be left in the stomach. Uh, you know, if their body temperature is low, we'll put some warming blankets on them, you know, possibly give them some uh, IV fluids. Sometimes they need a little, uh, may need a little sedation if they're, you know, if they're acting um, hypersensitive or they're vocalizing. And, uh and, you know, I know I've heard, I don't know that I've ever seen a clinical case, but I've heard of people, owners just giving their dog marijuana just to see the effects. And, you know, that should be a big no in your household. I mean, you know, they're, they're helpless. They don't, you know, you don't want to mess their, mess up their behavior or their mental attitude at the time. And, uh, so don't, don't use this as kind of a party party joke to give your dog some marijuana. Most of the ingestions, I think, are accidental. You know, either the the actual dried leaf was left out, you know, on, on the on the table or something, or the uh, candies can be left out or left on the counter where the dog knows there's something up there and gets to them. So it's like, you know, it's like you'd childproof your home. You need to do that, too, for your dog just to keep, keep them out of, keep it out of reach where they don't have the possibility of ingesting it. And, um, you know, just if, if you do suspect it or you know what happens, you know, immediately call, you know, call a veterinarian and, and you know, get treatment advice or if it needs to be seen at that time. Great advice right there from the man you need. Hey. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend and he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. You can find out more about vet care and all the years of service they've done to this community when you go to vet-care.com or on Facebook, all you have to do is search VetCare Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, as always, we appreciate you and another great Wet Nose Wednesday. Hey, thank you. Y'all enjoy the spring day. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Dr. Kevin Reed on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So later today, Kelly and I have the opportunity to go to VPA. Uh, the school in Jonesboro and read to some first graders, um, which is going to be fun because you never know what's going to happen when you're in a classroom full of first graders. Yeah. So that's basically six year olds. Yeah. So we'll be on the same wavelength, which will be good yeah. news. Yeah. We'll have great conversation. Yes. <laughs> I've had a few concussions, so I'll be able to talk <laughs> right to them. Uh, no, but it should be fun to go and do that. Uh, today is National Read Across America Day. So we love to go back and and hang out with uh, the kids and the teachers. And we just appreciate the, uh, we appreciate the invitation. Uh, the one thing that Kelly hasn't confirmed as of yet is lunch. I'm not confirming no, that. I'm being serious about that. One of the things I told you that I wanted to do was to make sure they were going to feed us because I didn't ask for a talent fee to read. Okay. Okay. Typically. Or an endorsement fee. Okay. So what I'm thinking about doing instead is just taking food in exchange for reading. Okay, so you want to go through the cafeteria line? Yeah. I love school food. Like, literally, if we could go and eat with the kids in the cafeteria, I want to do that. So I want you to reach out to your contact okay. and have it okay that I will go and have lunch and I'll get to pick the table I want to sit at. Oh, I Because I, I never had the chance doing. to pick when I was a That's kid. That's what's happening here. You're trying to make up for maybe some things that happened when you were in first grade? Yeah, my whole school life. When I was walking around in the lunchroom, I hated lunch. Because all the cool kids sat together, the athletes sat together, the band people sat together, and here I was. Well, what was it? Nothing. Oh, so you aren't you aren't in one of those groups? Wasn't in any group. What I if, was an individual, and the problem with being an individual at that age was I was very individualist with where I sat. I sat by myself, or there'd be like a substitute teacher who would come over and sit with me, or the new kid. So, but what happens? I've been there my whole life. What happens today if you sit down and? Maybe the kids kind of look at you and they decide to get up. Well, we're going to go round and round if that happens. So you're going to get in fights with first graders today. I didn't say fights. I didn't say fights. I know you are, but what am I? No, that's not what I'm going to say. So I I looked at their menu, right? So you work on this because do they only have one thing on the menu now? Well, this is an elementary school. What what does it say? There's a, a lot on the menu. Okay. Chicken nachos. 
Okay, that's what they're having. That's the main thing. Then you get a salad too. Maybe a ham wanna, chef salad. Yeah, if you want to go through and get the salad. Dinner rolls. I like rolls. Mm-hmm. Pineapple tidbits as fruit. What? Why are you reading it like that? You did you ever go to a school where they would read the menu over the intercom and you would sit there and wait patiently to see what they were having, and then when they they were having something really really good, you got excited, like the square flat pizza, yes, or Salisbury steak, or Stromboli. Stromboli would be good too. They have baby carrots today, chocolate skim, or one percent milk, or maybe some soy milk, and there's also ketchup available. Well, that's good. So ketchup goes with everything. Chicken nachos. Uh, this is diced chicken, tortilla chips, vegetable oil, okay. spice, cumin. Oh, that's just the ingredients. So anyway, you work on that, okay? Okay, so you would like to... I would like to eat lunch with the kids. All right, we're EPA, on EPA, National Read Across America Day. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You have the answer on lunch. Do I get to eat lunch with the kids? They said you can eat lunch with the kids, but awesome. to not please come back for seconds and thirds because they said that you've come there before and yes. you were the guy that kept getting back in line, kind of taking advantage of of the line. So, Well, when food is free, I want to make sure that they realize I appreciate it, so I eat a lot of it. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. We're well. going to a school today, VPA. We're going to be reading. See how that goes. Writing and arithmetic. All that stuff yeah. at school today. If you go back and check out today's podcast, it is the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast. You'll hear Dr. Shane Spites. We talk a little bit about COVID and we kind of move uh, past that somewhat as well, which Yay. is good news. <laughs> uh, he has really great news on COVID and where we stand as a state and as a community. But we also talk about uh, Alzheimer's. And uh, this was great news today that he got to break with us this morning. There is the potential that maybe they're trying to, they're, they're figuring out what's causing Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm, right. That's breakthrough. Yes. Major medical stuff. We talked to Dr. Spites about that this morning. Also, we plan our trip to Nashville <laughs> on Air Choice One. We'll be riding in the Air Choice One. Mm-hmm. So that should be a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, we're going to work on that. I'm going to go hang out with Jana Kramer. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what's going to happen. Anyway, you can check out all that stuff on today's podcast. It is the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast, available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The 33rd season finale of The Amazing Race, I Can See Your Voice, the season finale of Batwoman. Tonight's schedule also includes Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Good Sam, A Million Little Things, and Chicago PD. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the Morning.